the Tracy Sandler Show. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. And you guys, we're going to do things a little differently today. Normally, we talk 49ers. Normally, we talk Dodgers, which I'm sure my guests will be happy to rub a few things in. Uh, But today, we are going to focus on the NBA Finals. And I have host of the Morning Roast, 95.7 The Game, pre- and post-game Warriors host on NBC Sports Bay Area, Bonta Hill, to talk all things NBA Finals and Warriors. Bonta, your guys are one win away from another title. One win away from another title, which is unbelievable. And trust me, I'm not going to be bragging about a giant sweep in June over your L.A. Dodgers. You still have the upper hand due to what happened in the postseason a year ago. So, look, I'm from the Bay, Tracy. You know that. We don't celebrate playoff births here. We celebrate championships. So uh, you will hear no Dodger slander from me today. It'll just be all Celtic slander and LA Rams slander if you want to get there. No, I'm kidding here. But no, the Warriors, I mean, unbelievable, Tracy, right? Steph Curry uh, going for his fourth title playing at a high level. Clay Thompson, after, after missing two full seasons, 941 days, he went without basketball. He's on mm-hmm. a cusp of hopefully hoisting his fourth championship. Andrew Wiggins, who nobody wanted a couple years ago out of Minnesota, all of a sudden he's been so consistent this postseason. to story after story after story, and here they are a game away from winning their fourth championship in the last eight years. And I would say how the tables have turned, because on Friday, if you ask me, and I actually was on a radio show in Chicago and somebody did ask me. And so on Friday, (laughs) if you'd asked me who was going to win this series, I would have said the Warriors feel like they're they're in trouble. And if they don't win Friday night, it's over. They come out and Steph Curry has arguably one of the best games of his career, if not Mm -hmm. the best, not just because of of what was on the line and, and the way that he literally carried the team uh, on his back and then they come back home and got into a little trouble on Monday night and really did not play their best basketball. Steph Curry doesn't have a three-pointer and yet they win the game. They're now one win win away. It goes back to Boston, but it's pretty incredible what a difference just a few days make because had they lost Friday night, this really was over and it's just everything has changed and momentum is very much on their side. Uh, no doubt about that, Tracy. They win two games in a row in this series. No team has beaten the Celtics two in a row all postseason. Heck, the Celtics hadn't lost two consecutive games since back in January. They've been playing at a really mm-hmm. high level. So when you think about Friday night, because I'm you know doing those shows Monday through Friday, after game one, there was a lot of doom and gloom. Like game two mm-hmm. was a must win. You couldn't go down 0-2 heading to Boston. Then, of course, down 2-1 in game four. And they fell behind in that fourth quarter by five. Next thing you know, it's 94 to 90, and the Warriors going to 10 0 run, and you got a little bit of everything. Andrew Wiggins tip tip uh tip back on the offensive rebound. You had Klay Thompson hitting a three. You had Steph Curry hitting a three. So what a difference 48 hours makes, right? A quick turnaround mm-hmm. after that game three. But they were really controlled in that game. Boston controlled it from the opening tip. And I know the Warriors grabbed the lead for a brief moment in that third quarter in game three, but really that was Boston's game for them to you know, for Steph Curry to produce that performance in game four and it got to have a game. Uh, you don't want to go down 3-1. Only one team has come back from 3-1 uh, in the NBA Finals. And, of course, that was the Cleveland Cavaliers against my Warriors back in 2016. So game four was just one for the books. To be in that building, and Tracy, you and I, we've seen a lot of great sporting events live. I mean, you were mm-hmm. in Lambeau Field. You were in Jerry's World. You are down in self You travel with the Niners, so you've seen your fair share of classic games. What Steph Curry did last Friday night in game four, is up there with the best of them. 
I mean, it really, truly was an inspiring performance from a 34-year-old 34, 34 who just gets slandered all the time, Tracy. Like, I know mm-hmm. I'm long-winded here, but think about it. Everybody keeps saying that he needs to win one more title without Kevin Durant. Just prove that he can win without KD, like he didn't do so in 2015. But we never do that with Magic Johnson, who played with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and James Worthy and Michael Cooper. Magic was great. We never slander him. But he played with three other Hall of Famers. Same thing mm-hmm. with Larry Bird. He played with Mikael Parrish, Dennis Johnson. But we never slander these greats. For some reason, Steph Curry in this narrative that he needs a finals MVP, well, who knows if he stops in all time. Let's just appreciate his greatness because what he's doing is something that we haven't seen in the Bay Area for a long time. And it's up there with the Joe Montanas, the Barry Bonds, any star, Jerry Rice. He's up there with them. So that's what Friday's performance meant to me, man. It was just totally inspiring. It was big time in that moment with the Warriors backs to the wall. Just an iconic performance by Stephen Curry. And Steph Curry, he changed the Warriors. I mean, he he absolutely changed the trajectory of that team really forever, not to be dramatic, but he really did. But he changed the Warriors. He changed basketball, NBA basketball in the Bay. And it's always funny to me, this idea of, well, who's better, this one or that one? Is he top 10? Like you said, appreciate the performance Mm -hmm. and appreciate what he's done and what he's done for his team. And that's what I think you have to look at as well when we look at players and who's the best at this and who's the goat and who's the top, what did they do for their franchises? How did they change them? Not only at the time they were there, but, but for the future. And I think Steph Curry 100% belongs in that category. And it was, it was a tremendous performance Mm -hmm. on Friday night, Monday night. You mentioned Andrew Wiggins who really, Took control. I'm also going to make you talk about Jordan Poole because he went to Michigan and we're oh, yeah, going to have not. to talk about it, <laughs> his epic three-pointer status. But uh, we'll start with Andrew Wiggins, who really had a tremendous performance. And that's the other thing with these Warriors. And we saw it in some of the previous series. You looked at the Mavericks. I love Luca. Love him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love him. Was like all in on that. But then I would laugh and I would refer to the Mavericks as my guys. And the only one whose name I knew was Luca, which I think really summed up the Mavericks is as one of your coworkers, Kyle Madsen said on this podcast, he said, well, you just summed up the Mavericks right there. <laughs> um, and, and that's, you know, that's probably you look at this, this Warriors team and how, how balanced they are, how many guys yep. can step up. This has not been Draymond Green's best series, though certainly had a better game last night, very much so on the boards and, and assists. But this is a team where, I'm again, Steph Curry did not have a three pointer last night and they won and won handily. It it says a lot, but Andrew Wiggins, I mean, he's been incredible for this team. He's been incredible this entire postseason and, you know, averaging over 17 points per game or 16 and a half points per game, Tracy over eight and a half rebounds per game, two straight double doubles in this series, you know, 26 points, 13 rebounds after Friday night, uh, grabbing 16 grown man rebounds and 17 points. And he's a former number one overall pick who we all labeled as a bust. You know, like mm-hmm. nobody gave him a chance. And when the Warriors traded for him, nobody wanted Andrew Wiggins. They didn't want the contract. They thought, well, he's about his numbers and his numbers only. The Warriors bring him into this culture that, as you mentioned, Steph Curry is has lifted this franchise. He is the culture. You know, it all starts and ends with Stephen Curry. Wiggins comes here knowing that he doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy to try to carry the franchise like he did in Minnesota. The talent was never a question, right? It's just about putting everything together. And we've seen him put everything together this postseason. Defending at a high level, defending all the stars. You mentioned Luka Doncic. You mentioned Jason Tatum. He's made those guys one-trick ponies into where they have to score, but they have to work hard to score their points. 
They're not doing anything else because of Andrew Wiggins pressuring them 94 feet. I mean, he's just been a godsend for this organization. Sliding in, it's a small forward spot. Um, he's on a cuffs of winning a championship. Think about it, Tracy. He had never been out the first round before this playoff mm-hmm. run. Never been, never tasted uh, the second round of the playoffs. So to see what he's doing when the lights get bright is just truly amazing. And it shows that, hey, if, a, if it doesn't work out somewhere, maybe there's a spot for you. We see it all the time with the 49ers, right? They've always got reclamation projects who come out of nowhere and ball out. Arden Key last year played well for the 49ers after being a cast off with the Raiders. Uh, same thing with Kerry mm-hmm. Hyder Jr. before he left to Seattle, and now he's back. The Niners always find those guys who could be reclamation projects and play well for their organization. And that's where the Warriors are at right now, Tracy. The, the trade for Andrew Wiggins, get another pick in Jonathan Kuminga, and look at what he's doing. Guard the top guys, scoring 16, 17 a night. Um, he's helped Steph and Clay so much during this postseason run because of his defense. I mean, he's playing unbelievable basketball right now. And now Warriors fans are saying, you know what? You may want to extend this guy in the near future. We don't want him to go at any point <laughs> at all costs because he's going to be a free agent after next season. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds news and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, major league baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts. Well, and you bring up, a very good point when you talked about those uh, players on the 49ers, when you talk about Andrew Wiggins and I want to talk before we get to Jordan Poole because that's going to be a fair amount of time. Cause again, <laughs> he went to Michigan and that makes him amazing coaching. And yeah. that has so much to do with it. And, and I want to bring up Steve Kerr because tremendous coach, tremendous person. Uh, we've seen him just make such important political statements and his talking about gun control a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and, and putting things in perspective. So incredible human incredible coach and when you talk about those players that i just said with the 49ers a lot of that is coaching getting the best out of your players putting those guys in position to succeed putting them in a system where they succeed and i think steve kerr does that with this team and it's shown you know in these last several days the way the turnaround on that friday night game 100 percent of steph curry you know putting the team on his back hundred percent is a team effort, but that's also coaching and, and changing a strategy and knowing how to adjust. And I think with the warriors, one of the things that I always think about, and I know we talk a lot about this in football and I, it's certainly different in basketball, but when you talk about second half adjustments yeah. and I always feel like with the warriors, if I watch a game and they're down in the first half to me, it really means nothing. I mean, it's the NBA, so it kind of means nothing right. anyway, but it really means nothing to me with the warriors because I just have such confidence that Steph Curry would I mean I'm sorry, Steph that Steve Kerr would make those second half adjustments. I say confidence like I'm this big Warriors fan. Of, right. of course I am an LA girl and, and I and I love my Lakers, but I, I certainly don't root against the Warriors right. and Bay Area ties. So I just think it's worth discussing Steve Kerr's ability and what he's done with this team and the culture he's brought to the franchise. You know, Tracy, I'm glad you brought that up. And it's a great point because we ran a graphic last night on the Warriors pre postgame show, and I had no idea about this. The Warriors are 61 and four when leading at halftime in a playoff game under Steve Kerr. 61 wow. and four. I mean, it blows everybody away. Phil Jackson, 
you know, Red Auerbach, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, you name them. The great coaches, Steve Kerr, 61 and four when the Warriors lead at halftime under Steve Kerr. So uh, you talk about his coaching brilliance. He didn't get any love for coach of the year honors this year. And I thought he did a fantastic job. The Warriors won 53 games, third most in the entire NBA, 53 games. And yet nobody even thought about giving Steve Kerr coach of the year. Think about it, Tracy. Steph Curry missed 18 games, including the last 12 of the regular season. Draymond mm-hmm. Green missed 36 games with the back injury. You had no idea what you were going to get out of Klay Thompson. While trying to win a championship, he also was tasked with developing the youngsters like Jonathan Kuminga, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody. Also didn't have James Wiseman, who didn't play a second, who had setback after setback. Iguodala barely played in the year 2022. Otto Porter Jr. couldn't play on back-to-backs because of low management. Kavon Looney, who a lot of people didn't think highly of, he couldn't get a contract a couple of years ago after playing well for the Warriors in the postseason. He's playing every single game this year, and Steve Kerr has just ran him into the ground, yet Looney's responded to the challenge. Steve Kerr's done a phenomenal job this year. And I think this year, Tracy, is his best coaching job of his career, and that includes the first year when he helped the Warriors win 67 games in an NBA championship. That includes the KD years. I think this year has been Steve Kerr's best job as head coach of the go-to state warriors. And he doesn't get a lot of love for that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I know I said earlier, I don't like to compare, but I will say that should the warriors win the title to me, it may be their most impressive season and win just in terms of the adversity. The guys are all older. It's so funny. I saw a meme the other day of, uh, you know, announcer saying, here comes so-and-so, 32 years old. It's a miracle. And like the meme was like, I'm 35 and feel like I have the, my whole life ahead of me. But it's funny with, with basketball players. And you have yeah. Steph Curry, who's 34 years old, which in basketball years is really old. And it's not old in life by any means, but in basketball years, it's a lot older. And one of the things we really saw Monday night for both teams was no matter the age of the player, how gassed everybody was yeah. you know, down the stretch there. This, this has been a long playoff series and these teams have had some some tough goes. So I think it becomes their most impressive victory because not because they don't have Kevin Durant, but just right. because of all the things you just mentioned with the level of injuries, I'd forgotten that Draymond Green was out for all those games. I totally yeah. forgot. I'd forgotten that Iguodala was even on this team, to right. be honest with you. And so I, I think that it becomes, should they pull it out, perhaps the most impressive win just based on the adversity and everything they've had to deal with. Well, Tracy, I think you're hitting on something here. For me, it would be the most satisfying the most satisfying, mm. like the, there's no, there's never, you know, the first time when you watch the Dodgers win a championship, it's never like the first time. I get that. The first time just stands alone. It's special. You hadn't seen it before. You hadn't been to a parade yet for that particular team. It feels great. But for this mm-hmm. core, considering that they won 15 games two years ago, and there were so many question marks about this organization. Should they blow it up? Should they trade their picks for assets? We saw the Lakers. Your Lakers trade a lot of picks for older mm-hmm. veterans. And now you look at the team. That, and worked out great. Like, that was yeah. a real winning combination. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It hasn't worked out great. And now they're talking about rebuilding the Lakers again. And you look at the Warriors, they just stayed the course, stayed the course. They remained patient. And now you get Clay back and you get Wiggins playing with Clay and Steph and Draymond. And then you have the young court to where even if winner loses championship, right? They still have mm-hmm. something to look forward to because of Jordan Poole, because of Kuminga, because of Moses Moody, and because of James Wiseman. And you know Tracy as well as anybody in the NBA. When you're in a position to contend for championships, you will get a veteran to sign on a minimum. 
And this year it's Otto Porter Jr. and Bielitsa. A couple years ago it was David West, right? It was Ray John Rondo for the LA Lakers a couple years ago. You get these veterans who want to just who want to be part of a championship team and get that ring and they'll sign for dirt cheap. So the Warriors are back in that position to do that. So I do believe that after all the talk about, hey, you guys can't win without Kevin Durant. Hey, the first championship you played uh, Cleveland, Kyrie and Kevin Love was hurt. This one would definitely, I believe, be the most satisfying championship of the four. To be this old in the league, playing, you know, Steph Curry, 13 years in the league, all those miles on his leg. Steph, Clay Thompson, after not playing for two seasons, Draymond Green, this would definitely be the most satisfying championship, in my opinion. I would agree. And if I were a diehard Warriors fan, I would feel the same way. And as a, a Warriors adjacent fan, I would just go ahead and say I, I would feel the same way. I kind of like that. Warriors adjacent. A Warriors like fan adjacent. I don't know how I would put that, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I've got the Bay Area ties. I mean, I'm about to say something controversial that I actually said on your radio station once and that I don't even, I don't love the Giants, but I don't hate the Giants. I think my Bay Area ties make it so yeah. I don't despise them. I do want the Dodgers to beat them every time they play them, but I wouldn't say that I hate the, the Giants, which I know I'm certainly in the minority of Dodgers fans, and I know you as a Giants fan absolutely hate the Los Angeles Dodgers, but it's funny. My Bay Area ties make I'm I'm a little bit different in this NorCal SoCal Tracy, sports rivalry. Tracy, it's like you are a Bay Area native now. You're always covering 49er games. You're up and you're back and forth from LA to the Bay. Uh, I, I it's tough. Like when I see a Dodgers girl, I'm like, wow, she's a Dodgers fan, really? Because it feels like you've become one of our own. You've become a Bay Area transplant. You're one of us. It was like you eat the clam chowder, you use our slang, you say hella, you do all those things here. So it's kind of see, I kind of see what you're saying here. But I am a hella Dodgers fan. There's no way around it. Hella Dodgers fan. (laughs) I do love them so much. (laughs) I love, though I did text my dad on Sunday and I said, I hate the Dodgers. I mean, I love them. I love them so much, but also I hate them. (laughs) That's how I felt felt on Sunday. Uh, But we'll see how my boys do this week in their uh, freeway series. And I'm actually going Wednesday night against the angels. So that'll be fun. But I digress because we now need to talk about my, uh, one of my other favorite guys in blue from when he wore maize and blue Jordan Poole, epic three pointer on Monday night. He specializes in epic three pointers. May I take you back to the 2018 NCAA tournament <laughs> in which he had one of the most epic three pointers I've ever seen. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. And our colleague, Josh Dubow put it on Twitter to remind everybody. And it was a thing of beauty. Jordan Poole, I know that it's been a little up and down the last few days, but what has he meant to this team? And why is he the best player on it? Because he went to Michigan. (laughs) Uh, Jordan Poole, dude, I I, I tell you what, you know, it's like when you go to Levi Stadium and the crowd roars differently when certain players make plays. Like when George Kittle makes a play, Levi Stadium Mm -hmm. sounds different. Right when Nick Bosa gets a sack, Levi Stadium hits different. When Richard Sherman picked off a pass, Levi Stadium just sounded differently. When Debo Samuel makes things happen, Levi's roars differently. And I say that to say, when Jordan Poole gets cooking, Chase Center rocks differently. It has almost that Steph effect. Steph does his thing, Chase Center's going crazy. Clay Thompson gonna hit shots, Chase Center's going crazy. When Jordan Poole does something. It is a show, Tracy. It's like sitting back, eating popcorn, watching a movie. This young man is special. And to see him ascend the way he did this season, and you started to see glimpses last year when he came back from the G League and he averaged 15 points per game the rest of the way. And he was playing big minutes for the Warriors in those playing games against Memphis and the LA Lakers. 
to see him really turn his game up a notch and average over 18 per game. And look, it's been an up and down postseason for him, but it's his first postseason of his career. He's 22 years old, and he's not just an X factor for the Warriors. The Warriors need his production if they want to win. In the last two games, I think we've seen him produce. He's starting to slow down a bit. Those two threes that you mentioned, the one earlier in the third quarter, of course, the buzzer beater off the backboard. He's had two long threes in this series. Think about game two when he pulled up from damn near half court and nailed one against the Celtics. 14 points in just 14 minutes. Um, he's getting better defensively. Again, he's going to be the guy Steph Curry passes the torch to, and he's going to be able to take this franchise uh, into, into the future and continue to contend for championships. Jordan Poole, man, to think that he's homegrown in his third year doing what he's doing, man, he's a baller. And he learned from Steph, Tracy, that, look, it doesn't matter if I come off the bench or not. I'm going to see my minutes, and I'm going to be given an opportunity to produce for this basketball team. And I think Steph Curry set the tone by coming off the bench the first four games of the playoffs. Teaching and young Jordan Poole, which he said now at the podium multiple times this postseason, what I've learned, the biggest thing I've learned this year, is that winning cures all, and that it's all about winning and not anything else here. And that's a great mindset for Jordan Poole to be 22 years old, realizing that it's about winning championships. Because when you win, when you win those championships, the individual accolades will come, and they've come a lot for uh, Jordan Poole this season. If he becomes basically the next Steph Curry, then I will not just be Warriors fan adjacent. I will just full on adopt the Warriors because <laughs> he will always, to me, be a Michigan Wolverine who happens to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all. I mean, everybody. I mean, the Fab Five is still like that to me. I still every time I see Jalen Rose on TV, I'm like, go Blue, fantastic. Go blue. Go blue. So that is, that is my feeling on that. But I love that. I love all the accolades for Jordan Poole. And he was special in college. And uh, he's just been really fun to watch. So I think everyone knows how I feel about the Michigan Wolverines, that I am biased towards all people. You're the biggest Michigan fan I know. You no doubt about that. And to be seen on Beat Ohio State finally last year after years. Because, Tracy, I grew up in the 90s when Tim Bianca Batuka was running for 300 yards on Ohio State and Tyrone Wheatley was doing his thing and Charles Woodson was winning the Heisman against Ohio State and Desmond mm-hmm. Howard first did the Heisman. That was my first memory of Ohio State, Michigan. It feel like things are coming back to normal when Michigan beats Ohio State. I never rooted for the Buckeyes. It was always about Big Blue. So to finally see them get over the hump against Ohio State, it felt good. It felt really, really good. I'm not going to lie to you, Tracy. It felt amazing. I cried. Thinking about it definitely just gives me the chills. And here's a fun fact for everybody. I, it was that game started at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So I got up in the morning. I walked the dogs, made the coffee, and I was in my pajamas. And I was like, I'll change at halftime. I was in my pajamas until like late that afternoon because the entire game was like, I can't change now. If I change, it might change the trajectory of the game because I have that much power. And if I had that much power, by the way, the Dodgers would win a lot more World Series. But I had, I was so excited and I was just so happy that day. And that was amazing. And it's also funny because you've got to laugh that that earlier that week, I had said, I'm just going to accept they're not going to win. They do this to me every year. I get so excited that I'm disappointed. So they're not going to win. I've accepted it. So I'm not even nervous. By the time of kickoff on Saturday morning, I was like, I want them to win this game so bad. And if they lose it, I am going to be devastated. And I went from, I don't know that Jim Harbaugh should still have his job to, I love him so much and he's wonderful and go blue forever. Go blue forever. That was like my up and down. I mean, go blue forever. I feel like no matter what, (laughs) but the up and down emotions in 24 hours were pretty Pretty amazing. Uh, So Michigan football had a great season and we'll look forward to another one. But 
This one is about the Warriors. So yeah. what is your prediction, Bonta? Is it, I'm going Warriors in seven. I want to know your prediction, though. I want to see him win on the parquet floor. I'm going to continue to stick with my original prediction before the series, Warriors in six. I think they, okay. you know, they're 0-3 on the road when it comes to closing out a team. They failed to close out the Denver Nuggets in game four, going for the sweep. They failed to close out the Memphis Grizzlies in game five of that series in Memphis. And they failed, of course, to win in Dallas in game number four. I think this time around, though, they smell blood. And I think the Celtics have been rattled. Their cage has been mm-hmm. rattled here. They haven't been here. They haven't faced elimination in the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals. So, And they've been up and down at home. Let me see. They've lost two, four. They've lost five games at home this postseason. All right? Five games at home this postseason. That's future for a team that is this good. So I really love I really love where the Warriors are at right now. I think they pop champagne Thursday night in Boston in front of that rabbit fan base on the parquet floor. And look, think about all the nostalgic, right? All the nostalgia uh, of this series. You have two of the original franchises in NBA history, two of the original 11 NBA franchises. You have the Celtics who were tied with the Lakers with 17 banners, right? Everybody thought the Celtics were the franchise for so long. Now, they've won one championship since 1986, but to do it with all that history in that building with the Larry Bird jersey up there in the Raptors and the Bill Russell and the Sam Jones and the Bob Cousy and the John Havlicek and the Kevin McHale, Robert Perry, all those great names up there hanging in the Raptors with Red Arbach's name on the court. I want to see the Warriors win in Boston. It would be so iconic, historic, and it's something that nobody could ever take away from the Bay Area. And it'll catapult Steve Kerr to having more rings than the great Bill Walsh and Bruce Bochy. So in six, Tracy, I'm sticking with my prediction, Warriors in six. All right. I like it. Warriors and six. And I also was really thankful to the Warriors this weekend because I was like, oh, this is good. My followers and timeline are paying less, less attention to the Giants Dodgers series. <laughs> so thank you to the Warriors for making that more important than what happened in a baseball series in June. Bonta, this has been so much fun. I always have such a blast talking all things Bay Area sports with you. So I'm glad we were able to do it today on this podcast. Thank you for joining me. Anytime, Tracy. Anytime. See you in training camp. All right, fantastic. If you guys like what you heard, and I know that you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network, and I'll talk to everybody later this week. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.